Hey there, before we get started, if you have not followed me yet on TikTok, what are you doing? It's at Heather Parody, P-A-R-A-D-Y. And you may be saying, well, Heather, I don't even have a TikTok. Well, there's your first problem. Go ahead and download the app, follow your girl, and I'll see you over there. My content grows as I do, as I evolve, my message evolves. And I, I believe that my business will only grow to the level that I do. Charisma, that's based on self-awareness. So the more aware I am of my emotional baggage, my belief systems, or even just aware of the space around me and being able to like tune into that, tap into that for creative energy, that's gonna come out in my content and how I show up. I've always felt I was born with several causes. I have always felt small. I was told not to take risks. I may be blind, but I teach people how to see. And I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up. Use their voice and make an impact in this world. You don't have to look for creativity. You just need to be still enough to hear it. That comes from today's guest, Marley Jacks. And if this is your First time listening, what is up? My name is Heather Parody. I am your host. The show is for the misfits, those who are going against the grain, making a difference in this world in their own unique way. Marley Jacks is no exception. If you have not heard of her, she is literally the perfect mix of heart and humor. She's worked with top dogs like Damon John, Christy Code Red, Alex Charfin, etc., etc. She leads her dream team specializing in impact-driven and profit-focused video strategy using the VIP code. And as much as a complete badass as Marley is, one of the things I love about her is she's super honest about the struggle bus and the realities of building something incredible and the deep spiritual work that you have to do, how we have to make room for creativity, refill our cup, tap into the right kind of energy. Man, today we talk about it all, including the alter ego, taking a social media break, even when we are in the social media business, and how we really, truly level it up. Are you ready for this? Y'all connect with Marley Jacks at MarleyJacks.com. And I'm telling you, man, if you have a friend who is putting out a lot of online content, they believe in media like Marley and I both do, but maybe they feel burnt out sometimes. Maybe their energy is drained. If they would enjoy this conversation around spirituality and creativity, take a screenshot of it, share it with them. Drop it in your Instagram stories, tag at Marley Jacks and at Heather Parody. This is a powerful conversation, my friends. So enough of me talking about it. Let's go ahead and get into this spirituality, creativity, and the alter ego for content creators with Marley Jacks. I am so excited. You have no idea. Marley Jacks, I got to connect with her for the first time through a mutual friend, Glenn Lundy. And when Marley, we talked at 5.30 in the morning on this live show, you brought some fire at 5.30 in the morning. And I was like, who is this woman? And digging into your work, what you're about, uh, the heart that you put into your work mixed with the humor and the life. Mm -hmm. 
funkiness. It's so refreshing. It's cool. You're my kind of people. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Well, thank you. And I'm, I'm so happy to be here. And I love that you said the mixture of heart and humor, because that's absolutely like, that's my, that's what I try to go for. And so I'm glad that that comes out. And disclaimer, actually, when we talked, it was a 3.30 in the morning for me. So uh, I wonder true. what it would have been like if it was 5.30, if I would have been more awake or more tired. Not sure. Yeah, you're a warrior for that. With, with the hair piece, was that difficult for you to kind of lean into a little bit, like showing that kind of quirky, fun side to yourself? Or does that come natural for you? Uh, I think it comes natural because I just, I, I'm an extrovert. I love to connect with people. And as a kid, I always was like performing. I, you know, did singing lessons and wanted to make little movies with my dad's video camera and document my stuff. So I've always been someone that liked to entertain and perform. Oh, cool. Cool. And getting on camera, that's a, it's your passion right now. Help people through video and storytelling. You were a dental hygienist before then, before you leaned into, into this world. And what I want to talk to you about today, Marley, when, when we were connecting um, with Glenn, you kind of said in passing you know, over the past year, you've kind of stepped into this new, this new name, Marley Jackson, this new mm-hmm. kind of rebranded identity. And it's so interesting as, um, content creators and leaders, how we're always just kind of stepping into a new version of ourselves and always leveling up. And that's such an interesting topic for me. And I know you've been through that a few times in, in your your career, not only you know transitioning from corporate world into starting your own business, also to just evolving with your own content and rebranding your name and the lion and this fierceness. And I love all of it. What would, what would you say would be kind of maybe just the internal shift that you had to take that first step? How were you able to conceptualize that? Because doing something different is one thing, but seeing yourself as someone different is, a, is another thing. Yeah. Well, I love how you worded it because it is an evolution and my content grows as I do, as I evolve, my message evolves. Um, and I, I believe that my business will only grow to the level that I do. Right. And charisma, that's based on self-awareness. So the more aware I am of my emotional baggage, my belief systems, or even just aware of the space around me and being able to like tune into that, tap into that for creative energy that's going to come out in my content and how I show up. Um, I can certainly, and it's, I mean, I probably were all our biggest critics, but I can look at videos of myself and remember what was going on personally in that. I can also look at times where I'm like on fire and know maybe I was in a better mindset or mental state or, you know, whatever else. So that's why it's also really important to have a good environment around you, have good people around you, but also know that it is a journey as much as that can sound like a cliche. It's a cliche because it's true, but you're going to grow to the, your business is going to grow to the level that you do. And as you grow, the way that you show up is going to expand for the, for yourself and for your audience. Yeah. Yeah. Creative energy. You said that that's a really interesting term. What do you mean by creative energy? For me, I've (laughs) this past year, 2020. It's not anything we all expected. But I had a lot of opportunity to go more within, do a lot more inner work, self-reflection. And that when you enhance one part of you, it enhances all the others. So that creative energy for me is, is being more 
almost in my body. And I never really understood what that meant until recently when I, I've, I've, one of my hobbies is writing poems. I write poetry and a goal of mine, a dream of mine is to publish a book with my poems. And I used to think about, well, how do I get into flow? How do you get into that deep state where you're just like in the zone and probably people listening, you all, you know what that feeling feels like because you're just like, you feel like you're on fire. Well, how do you actually get into that state? Like I can't just, you know, okay, I'm on it. Go. How do you actually turn that on? And for me, I had to create kind of a a routine of, okay, well, I have to shut out technology distractions because how can you be in flow when you have noises pinging at you and dopamine hits from other things externally? So for me to get into my body, I have to just start thinking, imagine, you know, what's the outcome that I want to create from this. So uh, I actually sometimes, I just recently did this, uh, a technology fast where I put away all phones, computers, iPads, nothing, and was willing to get uncomfortable with that to see what what happens. Like when there's no external sources, you go, you start to listen to what happens inside and it creates so much. Like I really recommend everyone try it. How long did you do it? Just over 24 hours, probably like between 30 to 36 hours. Wow. So what did you feel through that? Like, I know it was probably discomfort for a while, but when everything got quiet, I don't think I've gone without that for 24 hours. And I don't know when, like, that's, that's crazy. Look, what, 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 what did you learn about yourself? And, and totally that's because I, before going into it, I was like, how is this going to feel? Am I just going to constantly yeah. be reaching for my phone that isn't there? Like those phantom yeah. vibrations yeah. and yeah. Uh, anxious for like, oh my gosh, I really want to talk to this person or what's going to happen. Or does someone need me? Is the sky falling? Is anything on fire? No. Um, so at first I feel like it, it went through in phases. At first I was like reaching for my phone, realizing it's not there then the things that you just rely on so much, I was going to go outside and I was like, Oh, what's the temperature? Oh, I guess I'll just have to go outside and feel the air myself. What a concept, not knowing what time it was when I went to bed or woke up because I don't have a clock in my room. I just look at my phone. So that was kind of interesting. But over time, I started to get really comfortable with it. Like I was, I've never been so present because even when, like even being in this interview with you and I I hope that I'm being present and giving lots of good energy, but I can see out of the corner of my eye, these little notifications coming up on my phone. And I'm like, I'll get to that later. I'll get to that later. It's like we have these different tracks in our mind that, you know, I'm talking to you, but I'm also seeing this and the weather outside and, oh, I have to call my mom later. Mm -hmm. But having the no technology actually allowed me to be like single tracked. What should I do? Like creative ideas. I could, it's not that you have to look for creativity. You just have to be still enough to hear it or to let it rise to the surface. And that's what it felt like for me. And by the end of the, I was only going to do 24 hours and I was like, I'm good. I'll just keep going. I'm so glad you're talking about this because I feel like there's two different camps. You have technology and then you have people who are like, anti-technology, technology is the worst. And you preach content and you preach video and I am sold on media. I love the online space and what we can create and good. I'm optimistic about what we can create on the world through things like you're doing, Marley. But two, you still recognize that there's times to unplug from that. So it's not demonizing either one. It's like, yes, and, and creating a space for both. And that's super encouraging. Honestly, I'll tell you though, like I am, I am probably the most addicted to technology of anyone that I know. If I look at my screen time to say how many hours, like it's, probably 10 to 12 hours a day, just because I'm always on it or I'm listening, even listening to music. How often or how, how frequently are you able to actually sit alone in silence? Mm-hmm. Like even in winter, I'm like, Oh, I'll put on some music. 
do I need to listen to music? Why? Sure, music is enjoyable, but what also what would happen if you just sat in silence and looked around you? And so I'm I'm really trying to find more opportunities yeah. for creativity to come to me so I can pull at those threads instead of trying to go looking for them. How do you how do you regain kind of the energy from exerting so much every day? Because you show up, you show up consistently online and there I know that the energy that you're giving right now, like replenishing that, how where do you go to replenish? Uh I, I definitely need alone time or just off time. Yeah. Um and when I say off, it doesn't mean necessarily like shutting everything out, but I just don't want to talk to anybody for a little bit or or just have like my few I have like four very close inner circle people to me that spending Mm -hmm. time with them and having like deep conversations that have nothing to do with work, but give me ideas for creativity. But yeah, sometimes it's just sitting, doing nothing, enjoying my house. Like you'll see behind me for the people watching the video, I have this gallery wall of pictures. Like my environment is so important to me to re-energize me. I wanted to talk to you today about the alter ego concept. I haven't really found a lot of people to talk to about that. I just read the, I don't know if you've read uh, alter ego. Have you read that? No, I haven't. So good. I'd never really heard of that term before. And I read that same Marilyn Monroe story that you talked oh, about. Really? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It blew my mind. I'm like, okay, okay. This is opening up some new doors and some new levels. Yeah. And you mentioned it on the show the other day about uh, Marilyn Monroe and how she can kind of turn her energy on and off. And just thinking about kind of the personas there, especially in, in the online space when sometimes we're, we're very... I guess insecure maybe, or maybe we want to grow our businesses. We want to grow our presence. We want to make a bigger impact and stepping like literally when I say stepping into, you know, this, this identity that maybe you don't physically see with your eyeballs yet, but you feel in your soul, like being able to step into that is such an interesting topic for me. And you brought it up on the show the other day with Glenn about how you really created, you know, Marley Jacks and what she, who she is. Uh, the strength that you wanted to step into. Can you share a little little bit with us about uh, why Marley Jacks, because that's a new name for you right now, and what you envisioned and how you've kind of adopted that identity in your life right now? I can definitely see the point in my life where there's the before and after Marley. And I think we all have those moments in our lives. And sometimes they're characterized by, sometimes it's trauma. Sometimes it's a turning point. Sometimes it's something epic or tragic that happened Mm -hmm. in your life. Um, For me... It was, I have a couple, I guess one was when uh, my cousin, who was like a sister to me, she committed suicide. And that was like huge trauma for me. That was what I kind of label as the the time where I started living life awake. I I was feel like I was half asleep before that. And then when I went through a divorce and my marriage ended, so that's where my name changed. That's where I became a whole new person and, and really understood who I was after leaving an identity that I thought I was. And so for me, I, I created uh, Marley Jacks. And I, I actually, I don't know if I should say created. Uh, it was during the, the thick of the divorce. And I was with my mom. And I was like, Mom, you named me once. I need you to name me again. I just, I, I don't want uh, this last name. And my, my, the name I was born with is hard to pronounce. And I'm, you know, I go on stages and things. So I want a name that's a little easier to spell and pronounce. Just mom, just name me again. You don't get to choose your name. So just, you know, whatever your name you give me, I'll take it. Honestly, 30 seconds later. Oh, let me back up actually a little bit because I have, I have lions all over my house. Some of these pictures behind me are lions. In my office, I have this beautiful statue of a lion walking into my office. 
I have this beautiful black and white picture of a lion. He's actually in my phone case too. And uh, he's just gorgeous. And I would always show him on my Instagram stories, like, oh, good morning, lion, whatever. My, my audience would say, what's the lion's name? And I would say, you can't name that lion. It takes its power away from him. I just, you can't call him like Leo or Simba. Like it's just, you can't give this lion a name. He's just my lion. Well, when I said to my mom, I, I need you to rename me, I said, I just want my name to make me feel the way that this lion makes me feel. Whatever name you pick. 30 seconds later, she says, Jax. I was like, where, where did that come from? She said, it just popped into my head. And she, J-A-X-X, two X's. I was like, well, that's cool. We played around with the signature and then we Googled it because you look for the meaning of words. And Jax, the definition is someone who overcomes any obstacle life throws its way. And I had been through so much at this point, still going through so much. And I was like, this is how I want to approach life. During the time where I I announced to the public that my name changed, that my marriage had ended, it was about 20 days before the biggest moment of my career, speaking at Funnel Hacking Live in front of 5,000 people, sharing the stage with Tony Robbins, Russell Brunson, Tom Billy, Frank Kern, like big names. And it's something that was such a huge goal of mine, a big dream. But at the same time, well, my world is kind of crashing. And so I shared this very vulnerably, very publicly, but it was so important to me. And I, I had talked to some friends and mentors about when do I make this announcement about my name change? Like, I don't want to be the divorce girl. I don't want right. that to be what people see me for. And so I had to be very intentional about this is a story of perseverance. This mm. is strength. This is what I am experiencing, but I am not letting it bring me down or put me down and and here. And I'm just going to stand strong and take take it or leave it. And so I knew that all eyes were on me because of this big announcement. And as I took the stage, I I knew that there were different reasons why all eyes were on me, but I wanted it to be a story of perseverance and that with everything else moving forward, that this name would represent that. Shifting your energy. So I, I conceptually, you know, think of like the identity that I want to have and this this woman, this man that I want to step into, this calling. Um, I maybe have like a, a name or something that symbolizes it actually shifting the energy and being able to step into that arena, what kind of steps did you take to do that? A lot of therapy. <laughs> like I said, I really think that your charisma, the way you show up, your power is in self-awareness. When when you see people that are, uh, that are, you know, sometimes you just get that vibe. You're like, the, the words that they're saying sound good, but there's something that I don't vibe with. You know, like we all know those people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, I did a lot of that work and it's hard work. It is, it's work that a lot of people shy away from because it's, you, mm. you're digging up baggage. You're looking in corners that you didn't know were there. You're looking in the dark shadows that you stepped away from. Um, so that was, that was a big part of it. And also in growth also means there's some things that get left behind. It's growing pain. So it's painful, but it's also, you know, you could use the, metaphor or analogy of like the the butterfly coming or the caterpillar coming out of its cocoon and there's things that will fall away. And so that that certainly happened this year. But then also, you know, grieving that or understanding why there are people that didn't come along with me on my journey. There are people that maybe reacted. Um and you go, okay, I, I'll just love you from a distance. If my growth landed on your wound, I can't apologize for that. Yeah. Yeah. You said something so interesting earlier that after you lost your cousin, that you woke up yeah, for the first time. What do you mean by that? 
I was, uh, it was right before my 21st birthday. And so I was young and I was, uh, yeah, it was, it was the, and it was my first person I'd ever lost. Like my grandparents were still around at that time. And so I never knew grief like this. And especially suicide is something that feels so blindsiding to anybody. And she was six months apart from me. So we were like, we grew up together. But before this, I mean, I was, I was 20 years old and living it up, going out on the weekends and not many responsibilities, just living paycheck to paycheck and enjoying life and not really thinking ahead, not really thinking of what was inside. It was just, you know, stay positive and do your work and have good friends and whatever. Um, but then that's where I realized that there was more to life than this. And, uh, and I, I didn't, I, I wouldn't have considered myself spiritual at that time, but then once experiencing grief and a close loved one's death, it just woke me up to there's important things to do during this time and to, you know, let people know you love them and to make an impact on people more than just, you know, your friends that you go to the bar with on the weekend. Sure. How do you conceptualize spirituality then? Like you're waking to this and just going through all this stuff, even with this past year, like do you have a spiritual practice or how do you, yeah. how do you see that? I, and I guess that's an interesting thing to put into words because it's a connection to a source and it can be whatever that source is for you, God, uh, universe, whatever. And, uh, to me, it's, it's expanding my awareness of myself, of other people, of the energy between us that we are all connected. Um, and, and there's also an element of creativity that comes from spirituality, knowing that like you nope. can get those messages and creativity from source. Gosh, this is such a cool conversation. I've never talked about this before on a podcast or anything. But yeah, just I realized that like I am not just uh, you know a human just playing the game of life, just getting by. I want to make an impact and, and have some sort of a legacy or something that I leave yeah. beyond my however many years I get to have here. Um, legacy is planting seeds that you'll never see. Mm-hmm. What kind of legacy you want to have? <sighs> I mean, that I think of when I was a dental hygienist and I thought, oh my gosh, if I could make $100,000 in a year, that would just be unreal. Well, now like, my business can make $100,000 in a month, like yeah. seven figures, eight figures, like the sky's the limit. Yeah. Well, then it's not about money. Then it's about the people that you can impact, the, the people you can change. And it also might seem overwhelming to think, can I change the world? I just got to get my little piece right. If I can change one person, that person changes their family, their business, their community, the world. That's my little piece. But I want to, I want to have lots of little pieces. So in what I do in my business, you know, I create content, I share a message, I, I do the deep work so that the, the work that I do is deep. It's not the surface level, like step one, step two, step three to building your business. I want to build the people that build the businesses that change the world. And so as much as I teach marketing, I'm also teaching commitment, creativity, spirituality. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's not something I put on the top of a sales page, but the way that I show up, I want to attract those people that need that. Absolutely. You know, what's interesting about being a creative person and loving that work. Um, there's so many just ideas that come I and mean, you mentioned earlier, you know, just like, Oh, I had an idea and I got to write it down real quick and mm-hmm. the opportunities and the doors that are opening for you. I mean, essentially correct me if I'm wrong. You know, you had doors opening. That's kind of led you down this path, getting your first clients as a dental hygienist and deciding to go out on your own and then meeting the people that you've met and getting these opportunities. And there's like these breadcrumbs and these trails and kind of sorting through 
the opportunities and the nudges and the ideas that are in front of you and, and choosing a path to walk down is so tricky sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering maybe at your process with leaning in and really listening and getting that, that quiet, still small voice of like, okay, what's next for Marley right now? What, what do I want to create right now? Yeah. And how do you, I mean, there's, how do you know what's the right thing? Or is yeah. that, is that yeah. my voice? Is that, you know, yeah, what's, exactly. where is this nudge coming from? Is it intuition or is it just my thought? Gosh. And I can think of so many times in my life, like even, you know, leaving my marriage or taking that opportunity or getting on that plane, uh, that it's just like, you think of the the outcomes, you think of the benefits, you think of the consequences of either way. What happens if I don't get on that plane? What happens if I do? Um, and it's also that like, it's gonna, there's sometimes where it's painful either way. Uh, it was painful to leave my marriage. It was painful to stay in it. The long-term, it could continue to be painful, but it's just, it's also knowing like, what is that long-term vision and does does this action step align or detract from it? Yeah. You know, bringing all of this, this heart and this passion that you have into content marketing. I'm really curious about this lately. I've been thinking a lot about how our culture is shifting to right now. It's still kind of like an option. I feel like where people can, you know, be involved online or not and all this stuff. But I think about, you know, when, when me and you are great little grandmas and we have all these young whippersnappers around, like, it's going to be like a, a, this is the way people are going to communicate fully. And this is the way life is going to be like, we are really setting the stage for future, I would say content creators, but communication really, and figuring out what it means to be a human being online. Done such a good job of being professional and then yet to being a human where people Mm -hmm. feel like they can connect with you. Any tips, advice, thoughts on just being a little bit more human online when, you know, me and you, we're not sitting here in person. How do we connect more? How do we Mm -hmm. create something beautiful for this next generation? You know, Brene Brown has that quote, um, share the scars and not the open wounds. And so it's about being vulnerable, but maybe not being a hot mess, uh, which is valid, please go, because that's, you know, that's, there's a big difference between powerful message and hot mess. But honestly, I sometimes tiptoe around the open wounds because that's reality. And your vulnerability will allow other people to feel safe. So during the time that I announced my marriage ending, you know, I didn't, I didn't cry online. That wasn't, that didn't align with my message and story of perseverance. Um, but I did show, you know, I, I had my first speaking engagement and people came up to me and, Oh, Marley, I'm honey. I'm so sorry. And it was like alarming for me. And mm-hmm. I heard that I was like, wow, I'm really glad I had this opportunity to step into the public again for the first time as Marley Jack and experience this in a safe environment, even though it was, you know, a little bit alarming, I didn't expect this and shared those things. Or as I was going to therapy, I would share some of my takeaways and, and people would respond saying like, I didn't know that, that I could do that. I didn't know that, that that was possible for me or, or you doing that encourages me to maybe go do some inner work. I, there was a time even in, um, in June where I was, you know, I was going through stuff. I was in a lot of emotional pain and I just shared that. I didn't share exactly what was going on, but I was like, Hey, you know, on my Instagram, Hey guys, I'm not going to be on Instagram for the next few days. Cause 
I'm actually in a lot of emotional pain and I'm, I'm going to uh, an intensive, you know, therapy retreat weekend to go work on myself. You know, I hope you guys have a great weekend and I look forward to sharing with you my takeaways when I get back. And the response I got for that was, was great. And people were kind and encouraging. And, and the funny thing is a lot of people think that they have to stop creating content when their life isn't perfect. No one's life is perfect. That's, that's not what people are asking of you. Reminding yourself of who Marley Jacks is. Maybe we create, you know, this, I don't want to say alter ego because sometimes it's an alter ego. Sometimes it's just our, our new identity. But when we're stepping into something new, maybe sometimes the old person, old habits, old thoughts, old mindset starts creeping back in. And um, I know Todd had mentioned in this book, you know, like momentum, you know, stuff that you can you know have to remind yourself routines or anything. But when you stepped into this next level of you, has there been like rituals, routines, anything that you have to do to kind of remind yourself of who you are? Or was it like a one and done? This is who I am and no looking back. Definitely wasn't one and done. It was definitely several months of therapy and some intensive therapies, which was wonderful and incredible and life-changing for me. Um, but once getting through that and really integrating it, it is a consistent thing. There were days where I was like, I have to actively look for things to look forward to. I have to remind yeah. myself yeah. what is good. I have to like, instead of going to bed every night being like, Oh, another day tomorrow I have to get through. Like I started, okay, I'm really looking forward to dinner with my friend Nikki on Wednesday. And uh, on Friday, I'm going to go shopping. Like I, I had to give myself those little things. And, and now, now they're integrated that I don't have to do those every day anymore. But also for me, you know, being able to call out the emotion and what's triggering it. Um, one of the biggest things, the biggest takeaways for me this year was where I got my self-worth from. Finding that externally, a lot of my identity I tied to what I did, who I was in a relationship with, the people I was connected with, how many opportunities or achievements I would get. And then you get to a place where it's like, why? What is it all for? And then also realizing that, you know, someone else's response or availability or unavailability is not a reflection of my self-worth. And that was not something that could just be said to me and be like, oh, okay, got it now. I had to go through a memory isn't created without an emotion attached to it. So I had to go through the emotion for that to be really integrated into me so that now this new version of Marley Jacks, this is, and, and if this isn't to the finish line, it's like, this is just another milestone in my growth. Amen. I know we did not like cover, you know, anything with all the incredible work that you do in your business, your content, your middle of the challenge right now that's watching you on Instagram. It's so fun. Uh, but for people who want to find out more about you, share a little bit about where you're, where you are online and uh, what you offer. Yeah. Well, I, um, I would love for people to join me on Instagram or YouTube. Look up Marley Jacks. Um, I try to be a stand-up comedian on my Instagram. Like you said, a little mixture of heart and humor. So you'll see some of that in my YouTube channel. Um, and I would love for anyone who wants to learn how to, you know, create incredible video content that turns into like an army of salespeople. Imagine having video assets that consistently sell for you. Um, I'd love for you to join my 21 day infinite video impact challenge at infiniteimpactchallenge.com. Wonderful. All that will be linked in the show notes. Very last question. Let's say we were to go back in time just a few months ago. You're sitting mm -hmm. there with your mom and you're like, mom, I need a new name. Name me <laughs> once. Can you name me again? And she sat and she thought and she presented this, uh, this name for you that you're new woman you're going to step into, Marley Jacks. Mm -hmm. And you were going to sit with her in that room with your mom and tell her one thing that you've learned over these past few months. 
what would that be? The price you had to pay six, seven years of tuition to learn these lessons that you're about to step into are worth it. Don't let this grief hold you back. Don't let it define you. This is the beginning of your story of perseverance. I told y'all y'all weren't ready for that conversation. Was that not powerful? One of the main takeaways I had was focusing on energy. What kind of energy do you surround yourself with? What kind of energy are you cultivating? Are you protecting your energy? Unplug, disengage, listen to that still small voice. Recognize that we are a part of a bigger picture and there's something moving in the midst of us. And we get to tap into that if we be still long enough to hear it and listen to it. Y'all, again, connect with Marley at marleyjacks.com. And friends, we have a text message community where I text you every single Tuesday. I call it a Tuesday check-in. And I respond to as many people as I can. If you want a part of that, all you have to do is text 501 501- 214-4307 for that Tuesday check-in. Again, that is 501-214-4307. We love you. We're in your corner cheering you on. See you soon.